Welcome to Angus Her Talk. Today we're talking with Bob and Tanya Dodds. A lot of people know Tanya from social media, but today people get to learn about the man, the myth, the legend, Bob Dodds. Bob and Tanya, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, David. All right, Bob, you there? Yep. There we're going to hear you. So we're going to kind of start out with you, Bob, but Tanya's probably the star of this sucker, but let's start with you. Dodds Dodds Cattle is a third generation cattle operation. Can you take us all the way back to the first generation? My my grandpa moved here in seventy. He actually he lives down where my dad lives now. Dad drove back and forth from here to Elbing his senior year to finish school and then he went and did a few different things. Then he started melting cows where we are currently. And then we melting cows in ninety eight, starting the the cow calf side of deals before then. Started doing both dairy and cow calf. And then six years ago, Tiny and I decided to buy a, a registered cow because we've been selling bulls for 10, 15 years, I suppose. Just commercial bull and sale barn. And I thought, well, if we're going to do all this work, we better have the, might as well have the pedigree and some meat guidance. So follow what we were working towards. What brought your grandfather to Belgrade? My grandma. Oh, well, that's a good reason. So he, was, so he was chasing no. tail. Is that what you're saying? He's chasing tail. They were, they were, they were married, but that was, they moved into my, uh, my uh, great grandparents' place. So that was my grandma's farm that they moved to. Before that, was it just crop farming? Yeah. Well, he, well, grandpa raised cows and hogs and farming. No, no I, I was talking about grandma. So gra- grandma's family. Oh, yeah. They, they did, they did basically, you know, everything all, you know, let, Back then, yeah, had a little bit of everything. He built cows there for a bit, and, and then they, they had little hogs and chickens and cows and farming. Just typical farm ad, pretty self-sufficient. Now, for, for people that are going to be listening to this, Belgrade, Nebraska is what, just a little bit north of Fullerton? Yeah, Belgrade, north of Fullerton. Yeah, we're, we're a little bit northwest of Fullerton. And, and, it, and it's got a great bar. It does. Yes. I, lo- I love that bar. When I, when I think of that bar, I think of Toby. You know, Toby I, lo- I love this bar. The late Toby Keith? Yeah, the late Toby Keith. Yeah, that's kind of sad news. We're actually recording just a few days after his passing. Kind of sucks. Kind of feels like my youth has been taken away from me a little bit. Yeah. I think everybody's. Yeah. I don't know anybody that's ever said they didn't like the Toby Keith song. Bob, take us back to you and your brother and uh, your dad. You guys are running the dairy operation. I've said this before with other people. When you are doing the dairy, your animal husbandry is a little bit different than the seed stock, the commercial, you know, the beef cattle. It's a little different. What What do you think? You, you live with them. Yeah. Man, feeding is about the same. You have to make sure your rations are good for, you know, for what you're going after. Do you feel like you're a little more in tune to issues that are happening with the cattle? I think on the the breeding and calving side, you know, the, the whole repro side of it, because you, you know, you, you calve year round, so you're always you're always working at it. And then you know, same with same with AI and and the you know the calves. You yeah, you you run into a lot more problems with calves, you know, sickness and stuff, and you they're born, you know, basically confined all the time. I like to say that I can spot scours two days before it happens. Yeah. Hey, David, ask Bob why he won't eat cottage cheese. Well, heck, since you're doing this interview, why don't you go ahead and ask him? 
<laughs> I, I will try it dang near anything once. I will not try cottage cheese because it looks like bansitis to me, and I just can't get myself. Oh, yeah, it does. And now you're in cottage cheese for me. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. I had a cow calve to stillborn about two weeks ago. I hate to say this, but my biggest thought was the worry of mastitis. And I was like, damn it. I'm probably going to have to go out there and strip that freaking cow. And I, I hated doing that, you know, having to strip that cow and all that white crap just coming out of them. And while, all the while they're trying to kick at you. Yeah, that's, that's one thing. A, a beef animal, they don't tend to stand in the stanchion as well as a milk cow. They don't. All right, so when did Tanya come to the program? Oh, was it 11 years ago? Yeah. About that, yeah. Okay. You still hadn't started the seed stock side yet, right? She came Oops. and you were doing oh. the commercial? Yeah, we're just doing commercial stuff at that time. Well, let's talk about, you said you went out and you bought one cow. Yes. That, who is that cow? D279, we call her. I think her registration number is J279. To her duty cow. Bought her up from Miller Houston, South Dakota. And just, she, she was on a South Dakota elite sale. We were actually having a Husker party when that sale was going on. So I was locked in the office by myself watching his bull sale or a cow sale and just kind of fell in love with her power type and just clicked to, clicked to win. So you started with one cow, one registered cow. How big is the herd now on the sea stock side? 175 head, but that is with our current calves, like what's going to be on our production cell or our bull sale. Year in a couple weeks. Okay. And this delayed a little bit quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's still a fair amount of them. And then you guys are still running some commercial, aren't you? 125 commercials that we put embryos in. And you have other irons in the fire as well. You do some custom feeding? Yeah. I have a, I have a feed yard here. And then do road crop farming and alfalfa. Usually not a dull moment around. And you breed cows for the neighbors? Yeah, I breed cows for the neighbors. Went to school this fall to put embryos in, so I start doing that myself. Save a trip to the neurologist all the time. Is there anything else you don't, is there anything else you happen to do? Have out some kids or anything for, for the ladies in town? Or I'm telling you, you got a full-time gig other than the cattle. Correct. Yeah, my work for the United States Postal Service. I'm a postmaster in a small community just south of here, about 30 minutes or so. 30 for the 23. Well, we've seen the weather. We've seen the weather recently that Tanya's been posting. The fact that she even makes it there within a five-hour trip is a pretty dang amazing with the amount of snow you guys had there earlier in the month. It was it was pretty wicked, and I felt real bad because I have an obligation, you know, to get to work. And I also felt like an incredible obligation to be home here and helping Bob, you know, dig out. But I was kind of happy I wasn't stuck scooping bugs. So... You guys, cal- your your calving season starts what late December is still going. Yeah, out. yeah, we're we're still doing. I got them, shut them up and shed, so we could we can be doing this and watching camera at the same time. I don't know if you, I'd call you real ranchers. Being able to watch <laughs> the cattle from the house on Wi-Fi while they're all shut yeah. in, in a barn, and then and then Tony posts things on social media. Oh, the snow, the snow. You're inside your house watching these cows calve. Yeah, it's a tough gig, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> All right, well, hey, think go ahead, Tony. Prob- I, I, I wake Bob up to go and fix it. So if there's a problem during calving, 
you know, sometimes it's just like, oh, we just had five heifers cast within the last half hour. Well, then you need to be getting up there and getting them penned up and yeah. separate because then you just got a bunch of crazy ladies thinking every calf is theirs or none of them belong to them. Everybody's claiming one. Yeah. Or the three, three heifers that are up in the corner with three calves walking around and they pretend they don't even know who they are. Yep. Yep. Or one half and a calf hanging half out of her. Liquor on other one's gas. Yeah. That is the problem of gathering in a shed. You, you have, you know, you have some issues. That's why it, it's such a good thing of testing and blood testing so we can make sure we're right because gift flopping does happen. Yeah. That's something I've never really thought about until this very moment that calving him in that small barn like that. And you guys have a pretty good calving setup there. It's a big barn. When I grew up on a dairy, we had a very small calving area. And like you said, Bob, it's year round. So you're only dragging one or two cows and you don't care if they claim them. When I calve, I calve out in open pasture. That isn't a concern for me, right? Because they want to go off to the, to the farthest end of the place and the other one goes to the other end of the place. So you don't have that calf swap issue. Yeah, you guys I mean, are we, dealing with something I, ne- I never really thought about. Yeah, that's why fall gathering is so much nicer because it takes a lot of the little thing off the plate. You just you don't have problem with pairing. You know, there's just a lot of nice things about fall gathering. Yeah, the weather. Uh, the weather's a big, big, big part of that. I, I actually moved my herd all into the fall. So let's talk about your cows. What is the ideal cow at Dodd's Cattle? I like that tour duty cow. She is, she's beefy. She's deep. She's good like spine. She's, she's running with her falls now. That's that free flusher that we're just running with her fall program. She's still by far the best looking cow out there on a quarter field. Well, you weren't really supposed to hit on her yet, but that's okay. Star Lassie J279, right? That's the one we're talking about right now. Yeah. That means it looks like a beef cow. Yeah. Well, then let's talk about this beef cow. That's the one, Star Lassie. Uh, let's, so what I know is you've had a lot of her progeny in the sales over the last couple of years. You've sold some heifers out of her, some, some bulls, and it looks like she's got over 30, uh, right at 38 genomic progeny recorded. Yeah. She's always flushed really well. Well, tell us about her. What, 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 what's she doing right? You know, the thing about her and uh, other people have commented as well, whatever we breed her to click. I think our biggest hit with her was those Bar R Jet Black sons and daughters. Our sons sold extremely well. Our our heifers, we want to keep all of them. Sometimes it feels like half our herd is out of her, but, you know, our numbers are that. Yeah, but she is definitely in the standout. She, her calves look just like her. I mean, they're, they're peas in a pod. You, you, can, you can see them from a mile away. What what's her frame size? Oh, she's she's a good that six and a half. Yeah, okay. I mean, but she's actually shorter, smaller than most of the two duties. I was told that some of them get up big. She's wide. She's wide. Now, are the rest of your cows about similar size? Yeah, yeah. We 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 don't. I don't like a huge cow. You gotta have watching that somewhat. But our cows would probably range from fourteen to sixteen hundred pounds. You don't think they're that big until you get them in the shoe. They're like, oh, that, but they have, they have good mass to them. Get, and I don't, I'm a firm believer in not open feeding them. They got to, you know, I do a left feed program in the wintertime. And, you know, I don't want them sitting at the bunk for 
10 hours dragging. You used to, used to feed them more. They stayed nice and fat, but I don't think they spent more time with the bunk taking care of the calf. And they, but they stay in shape and they got to stay in shape because there's no baby around here. If they can't bed, they go to town, especially with this market. The other one to talk about is Spruce Mountain Rita 7551. That's another one near Donor Cows that you've had quite a few offerings out of that one. Talk about her. Another, another cow just, you know, she's a little different look. She's probably a little beefier of a cow. She's more of a, a bully look, I'd call it, compared to a female look like the, the, the Venus and Night cow. So that's why when we, we flush her, that's why we got them fireballs out of her. Shoot for them bulls for the commercial guys that don't pretend heifers and just need to sell pounds cows. They're going to be, they're going to do that. Do you breed that Lassie and that Rita very similar to the same bulls or different? Oh, different. Different. Completely okay. different. Let's take it forward from there. What's your breeding philosophy? We want to, we're to breed for heifers, you know, cow. You know, you had time to get cow to make good bull. And we watch, I guess we look at find the bulls and we, we pick and choose through the APDs a little bit, find the holes in their in their numbers and try to improve them but not hurt anything else, but still maintain a nice scientific look. So there's no right or reason to what we do. It's just kind of a looking at that and then sometimes it's just that at the shoot got instinct like you know what this bull. I think we'll work on her, and you just guess. Well, what? even like Fireball got kind of hot, then not. You know, you you can look at Fireball and find find a few holes there, and I won't get into all that. But when we bred Fireball to that Spruce Mountain Rita, that was a heck of a mating. I mean, there are no pencil ass on dogs' cattle. Well, no. you know, out of those fireballs. No, they, they need to look like bean cows. Was that your high seller last year? Was that a fireball out of her? The daughter, yeah. Yeah. The daughter, yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought. I'll probably jump gun, but there's going to be a couple of the full sisters, choice of the full sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're going to get those. We're going to get there. We'll we'll get there. And get oh. those. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're jumping ahead of this thing. I should just let you start doing the interview. Well, I do that. We might be here for four hours. <laughs> I had another question for you, but as you went, I, I kind of forgot my question for you. So let's take a break right there, and we're going to come back. Oh, wait, no, I remember it now. What does it take for an outside bull like Jet Black? I know you guys did really well with him. I've seen some of the progeny that you guys had, and they, they did. They clicked. What does it take for you guys to use that bull? That's a kind of a – we have kind of a funny chemistry when it comes to selecting bulls. Because, you know, me on social media, I, I'm on different cattle boards, forums, maybe not even Facebook in itself. But, you know, you and I go way back to the cattle today days. Yep. And uh, you would get a lot of input from others on what was working for them and what wasn't. And I'd start looking up some of these and doing my own research. And then I'd give Bob about 10 bulls you know, prior to braiding season or, you know, when we needed to start ordering semen. And then he was looking at more of the cenotype. So he'd be like, no, not that bull. Why would we use him to, holy shit, where'd you find this guy? <laughs> so, and I think that's the way it was with Jet Black. I think I jumped on him and had gotten the semen on him. And then 
suddenly there just wasn't any. So we got real lucky there. And I think they did bring him back later in the season, but by then it would have been too late. So yeah, the, the other EPD profile has, to, it can't be extreme to extreme. You know, they, they need to have a good CD. And I, I mean, I think the CD is probably the most important part in the, part of the EPD because if you have a good CD, you're going to have cavities. And I don't really care what size of birth weight cap is. If you get a high CD, she should have that cap. So just make sure there's no major holes in, in there. Cause you could, you know, how the genomics work, you can find that hole and it can just kill a, the EPD numbers. I know the, the whole world ain't about the EPDs, but then again, it is. Before we go to break, some of the herd sires, you can just jump the fence and go check out the neighbor's place. Tell everybody who your neighbor is and some of the sires that have grown up right next door to you. Oh, Scott Angus yeah. is our, is the white house is oh, less than a hundred yards away from their pasture. They have, they raise cows for Kelly Shaw. They're a co-op. Co-op, co-op herd. And dinner at Rainbow, yeah, yeah. Merle Gilly, Ray Stan over here, president and president. And I, I joked with him one time, so you know what? I'm just gonna go over there and swap your tags, and he will never know. <laughs> I'll, I'll years over my gosh. We'll take a break right there, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about your sale. Own livestock, eventually, you will own dead stock. You insure your farm, equipment, and vehicles for financial loss, and you can insure your cattle as well. With Creek Insurance, you can insure your whole herd or individual animals. Call 360-266-8000 for a no-hassle quote or go to insuremybull.com to start your own mortality policy. Don't allow dead stock to become a financial burden. Go to insuremybull.com and get your cattle insured. We're back with Bob and Tanya Dodds from Dodds Cattle in Belgrade, Nebraska. All right, we're going to talk about the sale coming up. I want to highlight the females. Normally, I ask the guests about who they think are the winners. You guys don't get to do that this time. I've already picked them. Lot 56, and this is for Tanya because I know she wants to talk about this one. Lot 56 is a Sav E's daughter coming out of the daughter of your Spruce Mountain donor. Correct. I don't really know. You know, my affection for the Shawfangus Valley E's or the SAV, we used ease pretty heavily. Actually, we were the first ones to breed using him. I had an opportunity when Square B was Square B. Isaiah had reached out and seen if we were interested because he knew we bred early enough and that he had about 60 straws and he got some coming our way. And it was just like days later that we were, you know, sticking those straws in. This would be our third calving season. We do have a spring and a fall that we've had calves out of ease. And I mean, they are beautiful, beautiful females. And I've said it before to others. I think ease is probably the best flush made out of that, out of that group there. I mean, I know he has some contenders running against him and people like the bulls for different reasons, but ease is going to be one of those female makers. And he, he certainly proved that with our lot 56. I think that was a really good mating. So I don't know. We'll talk about her. Is she bred? Is she bred or is she open? She is open. She's open. Okay. She was, uh, she had just turned a year in December. Yeah, she's, so. just, she's just a year. Give us an idea of what her phenotype is. 
very flushy. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She is deep bodied. She deep bodied. Got a lot and deep bodied and has a lot of body. She's a really nice looking heifer. Long. She's long in person. For people, this is their first time getting to know the Dodds cattle. The they got some really nice set of bulls that they're going to be selling here at the sale. The females is where the offering's all about. There's going to be some people coming on DV auction. They're really going to be jumping on these heifers. They have the last two years. This will be the third year going, I think, really selling these heifers. These aren't the garbage heifers. These aren't the ones that, you know, they didn't make the grade. These are actually great heifers, and people around the country have been buying them. The buyers aren't just from Belgrade or or eastern Nebraska. I think last year, where'd you ship one of those heifers off to? Georgia. Georgia? One went to Georgia. I know you've sent a couple down to Kansas. Yeah. Yep. 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 So they're they're not just sticking home. All right. Lot 53. She's a drag iron daughter. And she's got a lot of body as well. Tell us about her. She, she's been a favorite on the calls that we have gotten. Drag iron, I think, is still very unfamiliar to a lot of people. Sire Buyer had put him on their website, you know, to buy straws from. And we kind of hopped on him rather quickly. For me, a lot of that was just a very good pedigree. And he looked good. You know, I think the drag irons may be a little, oh, I don't really even know how to describe it. A little more inconsistent in type, if I'm going to be honest. I've heard from other producers that you know, maybe he doesn't have enough bone for them. But I feel again that we've actually mated him really well to a lot of our females. And again, another that just clicks. I I mean, you see lot 53 in person and she looks like a cow. She's ready to start producing babies. Her photo is really, really good. All right. The next one, you know, one of the things about you Dodds, Bob and Tanya that I don't like is you guys use some of these sires that you guys you guys know me pretty well. I end up throwing up in the trash can, even saying the name on some of these things. But you guys, for some reason, make them work. I think that has something to do with the cattle that you have. So this next one, Lot 54, Bill Breakthrough. She's got a lot of stretch and femininity. Not only that, she's a 347C. Talk about that, Heifer. She's beautiful. I actually hate selling heifers because I want to keep them all. It's probably the hardest part. The hardest part of the sale is selling heifers. But them Beal breakthroughs have done good, but you can't keep them all. The bulls, I like the bulls. We get we we uh, got more calves on the ground. They 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 just stand out. She is clean front, smooth. She's a she's a cow. She's gorgeous. Great stride. I pulled up her video. Great stride. She has a lot of femininity still. She's my favorite. She's a lot of favorites, David. I mean, damn it. She's not so deep that it might hurt you. I mean, she's a cow. She's something that you can flush and make a bunch of her, and she's going to go out and work for you and and not fall apart. I I just, there's not a lot, too many things you can say, say good about her. Who's her damn? The, our 401 cow, she's a Donna. We had picked that up at the, her and like two other cows at a Sandpoint dispersal yeah, sounds, yeah. probably six years ago. When we kind of got started. Yeah. yeah she done well on that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, All right. she, she make them. 
let's jump to lot 61A, B, C, and D. This is a offer. This is a choice on two Fireball daughters. Last year, your top seller at the sale was a Fireball daughter that went out to Georgia, I believe. 61B and 61C, actually, yeah, and 61A, all three of those were flush mates yeah. of that high seller last year. Well, we, now, we got we got bad news on that. 61A is out of the sale. Okay, so B, C, and D will be available? Yep. Now, yeah. is it choice out of those three, or, or is it two out of three? Out of B and C, because in our latest storm... 61D's calf got stepped on. I got it posted in the in the in the gut was all discolored, so it, it got stepped some sometime during the blizzard. Okay. So so we're we, we're gonna keep her in the sale. Some of us take her home and do something with her. She's there. We'll offer her as a she, gift. She's, she's going to be offered by herself. She was going to be part of the group, but with the bad luck I have, that's the way it is. I'm not going to put her in that. I'm just going to do the choice between C or B and C. They both have meal breakthrough calves. We will. We got uh, notification. Genomics is back, but we don't have. We'll have current numbers on them on them calves. Probably gonna be four hundred. They're probably gonna be four hundred C. They they could be. I think it's gonna get stupid. (laughs) D is gonna be available. Just a regular offering. Yep, yep. She's just gonna sell as a open open cow. Okay, so if I get this right, the choice is between B and C. And then yeah, D is yeah. D is going to be its own lot number now. Yeah, yeah, it was going to be part of the whole offering, but with the current events, that's where we're going to have to run it. Got it. All right, then you got some bread heifers in the sale that actually might be pairs by this point in time. So, pair, yeah. so my one of my picks is lot sixty six. She's Savvy's daughter out of your Spruce Mountain daughter donor comes out of that Spruce Mountain donor. And she's, I believe she's already got the next generation on the ground. Talk about her. That 542 cow is a, a smooth made, good looking female maker. She has a little bit more feminine than that 551 cow. We bought them both together out there at uh, Spruce Mountain. And then just goes back to that, that East calf on her. Some of these, I had to put in there without Tony knowing because she don't want to let him know. And what about the calf on the ground? Who's that out of? The Couples B and B Pathfinder. Oh, yeah. Path- Pathfinders. They oh. are like, they are stocky little turds and they're I, I'm really liking them Pathfinders right now. They're 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 pretty hot out there in the in the pen. Or a bull. I'll tell you here in a minute. It's a, it's a heifer. It's a heifer. I couldn't remember. Somebody's buying a pair here, they're not buying a bred cow. Or a bred heifer, they're getting a pair if they buy lot sixty six. I think there's a couple of them that have already calved out, right? On on those bred heifers. Yeah, sixty eight is calved. Sixty six. Two thirty four calved. Lot sixty four. Yeah, yeah. But there there's several of them in the barn right now. So okay. So by the time of, the sale shows up, in they all may be pairs. If not, they'll be they'll be really, really close. They'll have it in the trailer on the way home. Yeah, yeah. Your catalog ends at 69, but you have videos 70 through 73. Who are the add-ons? One was a uh, a pair that we had gotten from Friendsons, who are local breeders as well. Had a, a bull calf, you know, on the side with the dam, and we bought them last year. Yeah, yeah. And, and we just had a little issue with transferring of 
it, it got it, this kind of got forgot about with all the. Okay, I'm just making sure. So when people see this, don't think that the sales st- book stops at 69. There are videos online for 70 through 73 mm-hmm. that are available at this deal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to the bulls. I'll let you pick the winners on. Wait, before we do that, since I picked the winners on the females, is there any that I missed that you think we should be paying attention to? One of my favorites on the females is actually that AF Magnum daughter. Which uh, lot is that? Oh, geez. 30. 50, no, oh, no. 52. 52. 52. Yeah. Okay. And she's open. She's open heifer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all version heifers. All right, Tanya, what's good about her? Boy, she she is broody. I mean, yeah, she's, she's a brood of a cow, depth of body. She, she, you know, and our biggest thing I'm looking at females or bulls, I do not like a high flank area. They need to be, they need to be front to back, top to bottom, square. And and she fits all these heifers in the offering. Pretty much fit them, fit that criteria. We we have a couple of the AF Magnum daughters. We're only offering up the one we kept the other, but they are truly peas in a pod. I'm not even. I we might have just did a crap roll to s- decide on which one we were going to put on the offering. But yeah, it was it was a it was a toss up, and like, well, we need to we need to sell something because we only need to keep so many as replacements. And and uh, yeah, she drew the short stick to get on the sale, I guess. And she's a tick taller than the other. She has a little more frame to her. But she also weaned off something like, I bet it was close to 800 pounds. It was stupid. Wow. Yeah, well, I guess that was actual weight. But. Yeah, that's actual, not adjusted. But I think. Uh, and and I which, was, which, uh, which lot number are we talking about again? 52. Okay. I, I, don't quote me for sure on this, but she's well over 1,000 pounds now. I, I, she was 1010 when you guys banged vaccinated. Yeah, because I, I looked up the shoot when I was putting. Uh, Lot tags in them on video day, and I think I thought I'd seen it say twelve thirty. Oh, geez, wow! Yeah, she's 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 her her photo does her justice. I will say that her rear end is flat out a good deep bodied. She's a nice looking cow. I still think I'm gonna try to take fifty four home. Hey, if you can win her, you can love her. Let's move on to the bulls. I'll let you guys pick the winners on this one. Tell us about them. I'm gonna let you take that. Well, the two clarities, I they're almost they're twins. I mean, they're they're full brothers, but they are. When you see them out there, they're just twins, and it's it's kind of funny because you you catch them always together, just like they are twins. Them two, I don't know what you would you say. I mean, all these bulls are thick and deep, and they're probably the most average on the top end side of the bulls. I mean, they're they're just they're you can't really pick too much apart about them. They're 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 just pretty solid. So from from my opinion, which probably doesn't mean a whole lot, lot number five, which is the Clarity Bull, he's out of that Spruce Mountain Black Cap of yours. He seems to carry the similar characteristics to his sire. That would be fair. He looks yeah. a lot like him. Mm-hmm. No, that'd be very fair assessment. And then and what are the calls on him? What's that? We've gotten a few calls on him. And what about these really- break these breakthroughs that are leading off one and two? Well, that lot one's been a favorite of mine since he's a calf. He's just he's just been pretty solid. He's good. He's nice and long, and he just always had that that look to him. You know, there's some bull calves that just always look like a bull. He kind of always had that look. 
And he's out of one of our jet black glassy daughters. Yep. Yep. So it'd be a grandson of the of the matron of the place. Now one that has kind of piqued my interest looking at him, seeing him on video and then also his picture, Lot Seven. He's a chain breaker, son. He looks like a herd bull. He is a bull. There's you know, them chain breakers, they're bulls. Yeah, they might not number up that well on the EPD side, but they look like bulls. They they're gonna they're gonna be bulls. I got one in the fall program that he is he's probably the second biggest one out of the out of the whole pit. So which one of these smart feeds is the win? Is the one. Maybe one, two, or three. G- give us which ones are, are the ones that really pay attention to on these smart feeds. I'm not sure what lot he is. Uh, L41 yeah. is the first smart feed, and lot, he's lot 14. Oh, there he is. Yeah, looking at the wrong page, David. Uh, he he is a good-looking bull, but the thing about the smart feeds is they are all pretty consistent in type, I'd say. It was, it was hard, to, hard to pick out which one we wanted. To, there's a couple of them that did have a little bit of white on them in, uh, in the belly, but not nothing to be concerned about. But not sure where that come from is from smart feed or the, or the mother. Who is a Wrangler daughter. The thing with those smart feeds, why we have so many of them is because that uh, Elia cow gave us 33 embryos. And I think we got 20 progeny that same year out of that flush. They stuck. Good. And I, see that. I see that. I see that in the catalog. It's holy smokes. Yeah. No, it was it was nice. So we we did use Smart Feed on a couple others, like our our Erica eight twenty cow out of the POS program. She's a she's a Baldridge Compass daughter. And she she's probably one of the biggest cows we have on the place. She is. <laughs> she's actually got a, you know we're we're getting off the bulls again, but she has a Sterling Pacific calf on her side and it is growing like a weed i want you to talk talk to me about one of these bulls he's a little obscure i think he's a the hidden gem in the whole deal lot 43 he's a big sky son musgrave big sky son but we got two two big skies on here they're both really really good might have a little the lot 44 has a little bit more of a temperament issue it, he's fine in the herd. You single him off. He likes to hold his head up. I don't think he'd eat you, but he, he don't like being by himself. He don't like being singled out. We we all got a couple of those. But, you know, if you're going to take a bull out there and throw him out of the range, either one of them, big guys would be great. But they, I don't know. I, I was going to look that up, and I never did on that big guy, what the docility of, of, he, of the, the father was because they're both a little – a little faster, but not, not, I mean, but I like really docile cows. And, but if there is something, I want to let everybody know. I don't want, I don't like saying there's no problems and they get home and they get ran over the fence. Because yeah. I, I pride myself on honesty and being open and straightforward because I, I have to, I got to answer the phone calls if I do, if something goes wrong. And I don't like them phone calls if something goes wrong. Understood, understood. We'll see how honest you are coming up. We're going to start talking about some bulls. So let's take a break right here. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about some bulls you've used in your program and see how honest Bob is. LRP, Livestock Risk Protection, is a federally sponsored program to protect your cattle investment should prices drop before your cattle get to market. The program allows you to insure feeder and fed cattle. You can call David at Creek Insurance to discuss how to insure your cattle against declining market prices. 
at 360-266-8000. Once again, that's 360-266-8000. We're back with Bob and Tanya Dawes from Dodds Cattle in Belgrade, Nebraska. We're going to talk about some bulls. You guys have listened to the show, so you know what this is all about. We're going to talk about some bulls that you've used in your program. Give me the good, the bad, the ugly. Just be honest. Bob said he's honest. All right, first one right out of the gate, Hoover Dam. Wasn't extremely impressed. What were you impressed about? I I, I used used that on a flush with the that D two seventy nine cow, and they're just they're not as massive as I'd like them to be. Just yeah, the the look quite. I mean, she's just not quite as thick as massive as I wanted it to be. But that's basically the only cow we ever use here at Dam on mm-hmm. is is that cow. So that is it's another thing on these bulls. We can't be. It's really hard to use our opinion too much because we spread so many different bulls out over the cows that we don't get an honest, true opinion on them. Right? If I could have 50 cows and breed the same bull to 50 cows, I'd have a better better opinion on them. But, but yeah, I wasn't over-impressed. That, that's all right. It doesn't hit there for everybody. They're, um, they're just a little bit too smaller. They're, they're smaller framed and just almost a little bit too feminine for me. They need to be uh, a little bit bigger. You don't know of any of his sons that hit it, right? Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right, yeah. There's, you can look at it like double zero four, right? He's got a just a buttload of sons. Dan, for the amount of progeny he had, you'd think you'd be able to rattle off the name of a son right off the top of your head. Yeah. yeah. There must have been a little bit of an issue there. And one of the things I didn't like about him was he can on occasion turn one into a hot dog. Yeah. 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 Shallow, still had length, but it was shallow. Just just a hot dog. That's right. I just thought it worked well on that DT seven nine cow and it just it didn't. So I got a bunch in the tank and I just don't know what to do with them. We don't even have any Hoover Dam daughters, do we? Yeah. We got a couple DT seven nine Hoover Dam daughters. See they're, they're not even they're just not they're not memorable. No, they're, they're, not, they're not memorable. They're not yeah, they're not. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna throw this one at Tanya. I just want you both to know there's a little bit of pain behind this one. Some deep down pain because I'm supposed to have a heifer or I should have have a cow by now because I purchased one, but I didn't actually purchase it. Bub Southern Charm. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, no, I'm never going to forget about that because that was back when I could afford them. Yeah. That, you know what, though? You were bidding on a really nice heifer. Dude. I know I was, Tanya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the thing about the bubs as calves, they really stood out. And I'd say that they were probably some of the first that we started having those heavier birth weights. I mean, they were coming 85, 90 pounds. And for a lot of years, we stayed away from birth weight. You can look at our catalog now and see that, you know, we we don't stay true to that any drag iron drag, drag iron's clearly not a low birth weight bull. Well, neither is smart feed, honestly. And chainbreaker. Um, yeah, but you know what we're seeing there is, you know, the growth on them at weaning, post weaning is really exceptional, and I think that for the longest time we were we were losing some money there. You know, just breeding to those extreme calving ease low birth weight bulls. And I'm glad that we kind of got away from that. We experimented a little in our fall herd because our fall herd is where you can really put that birth weight on. And you are still getting a 70 pound calf with a 
6.0 birth weight, but I, I think it's going to be really hard to go back to anything that's, you know, that extreme calving ease, I think, in our future selections. Wouldn't you agree, Bob? Yeah. Well, we, we got into the cat. We're playing off topic, but we got into the calving ease because our commercial cows, which, you know, a lot of Simtol in them, cross, crossbred cows. Yeah. And, Understood. And, uh, dad, dad played around with some uh, club calves, embryos for a few years and, and I was so sick and tired of pulling calves. And we started breeding cavities. And and I think it's to our detriment. I think we need you know, go back what we're doing. What we're doing now, we're, we're paying more attention to it. And, and we don't have any trouble. Just like the smart feeds, every one of them, I didn't have to assist a single one of them. They came out at, you know, 80 to 90-some pounds. And they got up, and they are on that pit, and they were going. There was no... No lateness of, of being dumb. The yeah, big that's, calves, you can dumb calves. That's the cowboy they, kind, right there. That's the cowboy yeah, kind. Yeah, you, but you, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You get them really big calves; they just are dumb. But yep. But these, you know, we had some of these in the the higher 90s, but they were IVF embryos and calving in the spring. They kind of now on Southern Charm. Back back to that bull. I think yeah. you guys offered heifers out of him two years in a row. And you made a believer out of me. I don't know if I personally will ever use this use Southern Charm himself, but I think I'm going to use a derivative next year. You know, a son of his, because yeah. your guys' heifers were flat out phenomenal. I just wish I had one. We had one of those go down to Oklahoma. Did you? Yeah, Jake, who was one of our ringmen, actually bought him. Bought her. Man, she was beautiful, straight backed. They were all beautiful. Uh, oh, yeah. No, and I ended, ended up delivering, took a while, so I ended up breeding her for him and uh, stuck her to a resilient. Yeah, a sits resilient. Next one, I know uh, you guys are pretty happy with. He weaves in and out of your current herd. MGR Treasure. Yeah, he is a. I figured he was going to get popped up here. Yeah, we, uh, we went out to the Baldur Cheatman sale. Three years ago, uh, it's probably four been four ago. or five. I don't know, time flies, but but uh, Jake actually had him down there, and we got a picture taken with with Treasure. Them calves were were Spitfires. They 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 came out and they were up and they're on a tit in no time, and they grew. There there's there's nothing bad to say about Treasure. No, he was my first bull crush ever. Yeah, I love Treasure. And and we're just talking about him now. Like, you know what we. I haven't really used him. I did use my last last straw of sex semen out of him last year, two year, year ago, and got a got a heifer calf out of that. Well, go back to that lot forty three, that big sky, the mother, the grandmother B four fifty or that black cat four fifty. That cow will stick to AI every time. She has also come from the Sandpoint program when we bought that that four hundred one out of the, the daughter out of that forty or the fifty four. Heifer, I'm trying that. Oh, but I, I bred her to that because she sticks. This cow is before fit cow. She just she looks like a cow. She's not. She's a, a little bit different look, but this cow looks like a range cow. Looks like she should be running the hills in Montana, but she does everything that she needs to do. Are we talking about the treasure daughter or B450? B450. Okay. <laughs> I, we get on, I get on tangents. That's all right. That's all right. So the next but, one. But that's why we put, put that treasure on that cow 
just because you know we we love treasure so much. I wanted to, I wanted a daughter out of her, but I wanted a daughter for longevity, and that's what I got. I think I think treasure has made some incredible females here. Yes, absolutely great mothering ability. You know, if you want to take maternal, I'd, I'd throw the the dollar number out and put her at two hundred. Oh, okay, She's every every one of their them heifers been great mothers. There's yeah, yeah, that was a good bull. Next one, I know Tanya's got some thoughts on this one. SAV Supercharger. David, I thought you were going to say salute. I love Supercharger. We first saw his progeny actually visiting at Scott Angus Cattle there just down the road. And every one that I was like, who's this? Who's that? It happened to be a Supercharger son. And we we're like, we need to get semen on him. And he has been an incredible bull for us. The the females, again, and you and I have talked about this, David, you know, over the phone or through text messages. Supercharger will add length to anything. Oh, yeah. It's like putting in two extra vertebrae. They, they almost go through that phase where they look like a slinky dog or whatever, a wiener dog. Hot dog, yeah. It's so damn long. But, oh, incredible incredible females and, and we liked him you know especially on his epds he's he, he wasn't at the bottom of like most shop stuff that has like 200 dollar c yeah you know the, we you know we watch that because we don't want to tank our program i don't I, or 88 dollar b yeah <laughs> i mean because you know the dollar numbers still matter you still sell beef by the pound but but i don't know how true some of these epd numbers are you know, because Kelly Schaaf can raise some big, big calves, big weaning weights with not very good EPD numbers on the, on the, so. Wasn't that supercharger that we finished out and ate like the best beef you've ever had? Yeah. So my, my experience, I used them because Tanya said so. My experience, the, the sons were kind of meh, you know, nothing special. Actually, they all got their heads chopped off and never got to be bulls. The daughters were on fire. Yeah, the ones I have that are raising calves for me, just legit. And I will say, they, they're a little slower going, so when they start hitting that third or fourth year, that's when you look out there and you think, man, two years ago, I was thinking that cow, that cow would turn into a recip. And now I look out there and I'm like, no, there's no way that thing's going to be a recip. We yeah. actually pulled a supercharger son from our sale a few years ago and ran him on our cows. Okay. He was one of those exceptional bulls. I mean, we decided to keep him. Yeah, yeah, he is an out because the, the day before the sale, like, you know what, he's just too good of a bull to, uh, to sell. <laughs> We're going to use, use him in your own program. Yeah, that, that's a, a stamp of approval right there. Yeah. All right, yeah. Connelly Emerald. Yeah. I, wow. I, don't know. I, don't know. I, I love I love the Keneally program. No grow is that what the problem was? Or there's what? just really nothing I can remember about it. The can't offering. I mean, there's just it must have been very mediocre stuff because I don't I don't remember anything. Nothing he, stands out. David, he's a one night stand. <laughs> like a good, it's a clearly not a good night one night stand, huh? Correct. <laughs> not one even worth remembering. All right, so this next one, this next one, it will be a little better for you. Bar R Jet Black. That cow, that bull worked great on my daughter cow, DZ79. She is phenotypically numbers right in line where we want to be, you know, right around that 150B to keep the maternal side in there. 
but he threw out bulky, stocky calves. He had capacity and a chest floor in all of his progeny that I don't know that we've ever seen in any other bull we've used in our program. And well, I actually got a, do- a daughter out of that mating and we flushed HO28. I think she has an os- has Osprey in the sale. No, she don't. He was a good one for you guys. I think it was in 2022, your top seller was a Jet Black. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they were like puppy dog gentle, too. They were almost too docile. You know, I mean, there is a level of docility, I think, that can can become a problem, you know, where they all think they're pets and they want to, you know, rub up on you and lick you and, you know, maybe not have that that aggression that they need out there breeding cows. You know, you need them to get after it. And I'm not saying that they they can't breed or won't breed because our customers, a lot of them sold locally and they take those calves to the sale barn and talk about, you know, their weaning weights and how well they sold. And, you know, I think those jet black sons have brought a lot of return customers to our operation. Because they've been so grateful for what he was able to do in their commercial herds, you know. So that's been very pleasing. The next one, GB Farball. That was a lottery ticket. (laughs) We we bought we we used him just trying to get some numbers on some cattle. Just you know, we got some commercial guys that feed out their own own calves and stuff, and and that's what you need. You need that carcass. You need all that, And, and then when Okay, did the study on that and threw his numbers through the roof last year. Yeah, it was the marbling, wasn't it? The, yeah, and that was, just, like I said, a lottery ticket on us. We used him just to kind of improve some some things and get some numbers in and some bowls that to we thought, some customers. we thought would work good for the people that are feeding cattle out and selling them on the rail. And and actually, well, K27, uh, lot four, I used him last year as a cleanup bowl. And then we're we're gonna offer him this year for sale. But you guys hit with Fireball last year. The Bulls they were far better than I expected. They well, had some phenotype behind them. It wasn't just numbers. You were we just selling a three hundred fifty seat bull, but they actually looked the part. Feedback that we got from a lot of people that have traveled to a lot of different operations and have seen other fireball progeny have said to us that we've had the best fireball progeny that they have seen. But I think it was mainly, you know, breeding them to those, you know, spruce mountain cows that have that kernel in them. You know, I mean, he does. He adds, he brought a lot to that mating as well, you know, deep on the mom's side. But we've been very pleased with them. You know, they're they're not that pencil ass that everybody complains about. And, you know, ours got a lot of, a lot of good, good phenotype to them. How can you go wrong when you when you get uh, Y sixty nine and uh, Denver? Yeah, in your, yeah, category. Yeah. All right, Bob. Oh. On this, uh, Bob. On this next one, you might need to leave the room. Tanya might get a little hot and bothered about this one. S A V E's. <sighs> Dreamy. <laughs> that that bull. Yeah, his, his offspring is just something else, and. And this other, I think he can stamp them. They all look the same. They have the same structure. You know, we used him on uh, a couple different cows, 
in you know where the flushes, and they look the same. They do. They he does stamp them, and and the thing about that is like we're now calving out these daughters, and they you know I think we have probably the first wet heifers out of these mm-hmm. as well, and to see them calve. They, they weren't no crazy heifer drama with them. They were to that calf and good, had good them mothers, up. great uttered, good feet, good foot. Yeah, they have they, exceptional mothering ability. And I, I think again, you know, I know I said earlier in the in the recording or the podcast that I think Ease is the big winner out of that sale. You know, whatever year it was that he sold was that twenty. Well, and then we actually sold sold a son to Scotts last year. And they okay. should get some calves out of out of him. And then I've been wanting to ask Kelly, but she's probably busy and, and whatnot. But I want to I want to go see see the calves out of him. I'm not sure how they use him as a cleanup. I, I assume, but he was right outside. He was right outside of Belgrade, their their bull pit, the bull pasture. So every time we get into Belgrade, we always have to slow up. We got a couple pictures of him. He looks good. He, good. He, yeah, yeah. That's always good to see. That must mean a lot when the neighbor thinks something about your program. Well, yeah, especially with them being a, a show-off, show-off, you know, co-op. Yeah. yeah. And Mark Merle knows a lot of bulls. He sees a lot of bulls. And, oh, yeah. 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 He's okay. raised a couple, a couple good yeah. ones. All right, the next one, the next bull a lot of people don't know about. You guys have kind of used him a little bit here and there. Herb Crossover. He was good. Yeah, he made, I don't know, like you said before, we should be selling heifers because he made some phenomenal heifers. And they were real soggy too. Yeah, they're they're moderate framed, deep. Not sure where it come from, but they threw they do throw a little white through the udder. But I have I had one one calf this year. Is just if you want to take the picture, perfect udder. It looked like a udder on a first calf heifer on a Holstein. Just wow. Just just perfect. Nice, nice little tits. Just, I mean, yeah, done really well. And, and in your sale, lot forty-one is a crossover, son. All right, now, yeah. now the one that you guys used really extensively this year, kind of newer to to the program, and we covered him a little bit. But go ahead and give him a little bit more love. Smart feed, beer go smart feed. Well, the whole whole beer go programs, they're they're good people. Consider them good friends of ours, and that that smart feed bull, he's just. He's what to say about it. He, you know, he he's probably he's one of my favorite, you know, Black Magic sons. We do have another herd bull that's a Black Magic son that we bought out of Precise. Yeah. Precise cattle. But the thing about the smart feeds, you know, they are a little heavier on the birth weight, but they are consistent and they grew. They from did. from from birth to going going to grass, these calves are weighing three fifty, four hundred pounds. They, they, they just took off. It was, it was crazy. I mean, a couple of these calves are just... I still have my dad pushing pushing cattle at 71 years old. Going to be 72 years in March. He still is the ones that's pushing cattle in the background. They're, they're kind of manhandling a little bit because they're, they're big. So what kind, of, yeah. what kind of weaning weights were you seeing when you brought them home? Oh, they, they were our top weaning group, you know, by sire. I mean, they were every bit of... 775 to 800 pretty consistently and the thing about that we'll have that stuff available on sale day but being so many of them were out of that ivf flush they won't ratio them 
and we can't even see a ratio, you know, on our end for them. So that's kind of unfortunate, you know, for, you know, for the catalog itself, but that stuff will be available on sale day. Before we let you guys go, we're going to talk about the sale. What dates is the sale coming up? February 25th. Last Sunday in February. And, and I want to let everybody know, especially if they're in Eastern Nebraska, this is something to show up for. So when it, what time is the sale? What time does it start? Well, it starts when you show up and sales at two. No, no, no. It sales at two. Okay, exactly, exactly. So the sales starts at two. The social gathering starts about noon. So you want to show up for the social gathering. And then in the middle, about halftime, there's a bull and heifer sale. And then the social gathering continues. It may stop at eight. It may go to the Belgrade bar. But I'm telling people right now, this is an awesome event to go to. I've been there. This will be my third year. Last year, I felt like kind of a jerk because I showed up with a head cold and sick or in a dog, and I really couldn't enjoy myself as much as I wished to. But uh, it is it is a, something to show up. I, I love it because the whole community kind of comes in from around the area and, and shows up to this thing. There's a little bit of adult beverages going on. Matt Lowry is the auctioneer, so there's a professional auctioneer up there selling the cattle. And how how can somebody see this on online, and yeah, how can they participate? DV auction phone calls. If you need any more information, call me or Tanya. If you need a book, we get one out, but I'm not promising you any because I know the postmaster might not get there. Time. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> but you know, Tanya doesn't work at the Belgrade one, so you can't hold her to that one. Belgrade don't have a post office. No oh, more. it doesn't. No, it got closed down a couple years ago. Where does it go to Fullerton then? It's, it's just about 10 miles north of... Oh, yeah, I've place. been up there before. Yeah, went and got a breakfast sandwich one morning. I'm actually going to offer my phone number as well because I'll be at the sale. If people are interested, they want some eyes on some bulls and or definitely some of the females, my phone number is 731-879-88. That's 731-879-9888. So if you want some eyes on something, you can f- call me. If you need me to play some bids for you, go ahead and... Give me a call and I'll do it for you. I really think their female offering is really, really legit. The, the bulls are good. I, I don't want to make people think the bulls aren't any good, but they are good. But the females on this deal is where it's at. Bob and Tani, thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. It's fun. Yeah. Seeing it, seeing about what, two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. When this, when this show airs, I think it'll be, be a week. But yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully this time I'm not a jerk and show up with a cold. Hey, we do appreciate your company and your friendship, David. I mean, we've known each other for a lot of years. And, you know, I I think it's kind of cool with the cattle community, how we each can kind of just find each other and be there to support one another. You know, you stayed at our house when you were making that big move. And yeah. we had, had, to re- had to rewire your trailer in the blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But I, I uh, just so people know, I moved from Western Washington to West Tennessee in two thousand. At the end of two thousand twenty, my daughter and I made the trip, and we experienced every weather we possibly could. And I don't know if you guys remember the night we rolled in. It was like oh, sixty-five degrees that night. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the morning, it was eight and a foot of snow. Yeah. And, this, and the wind was whipping at about 40 miles an hour, so it was basically a whiteout on the road. Yeah. And, and you left about 4 o'clock in the morning, wasn't it? Four, no, five. no. I, I, we didn't leave till 8 because you, you guys put us in the basement. 
and Brylan and I slept like we were dead. And and I don't th- I think Tony finally woke us up about seven thirty, and then I went to turn my trailer around and I pulled the plug out. Actually, I didn't pull the plug out. I pulled all the wires out of the plug, and Bob's out there in a freaking snow blizzard. It was a blizzard. Put my plug back together. So yeah, thank you for doing that. That was a crazy trip though. Oh, I'm yeah. sure glad you made it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we had a we had a great time at your place, and it was the first time I ever drank Shiner's Bach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was first time. Yeah. But yeah. And they probably sell a lot more of that down there in the Southern States, I suppose. We have it down here. I, we didn't have it in Washington, but we actually do have Shiners down here. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think it comes out of Texas. Yep. Shiner, yeah. Texas. Hey, you got Ewing beer down there. What's that? Ewing. Yeah. Yangling, Yangling is like huge down here. Yeah. You need to bring me some up when you come. Pretty you want, some, you want Yangling? Yeah. Eastern Mississippi. You can't. Nope. Huh? Nope. Huh? I di- I did not know that. Yeah, y- Yangling Lager is it's okay, but you got to remember I'm I'm a beer snob from Washington. We were drinking craft beer as sixteen year olds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I waited till I was twenty one. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did, Bob. Am <laughs> I don't think I can bring beer with me on, on the plane trip. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Before I, I cut off on this thing, I do want to have a little tangent. So I moved from Washington here to West Tennessee. What What is Tennessee known for? What What, what are they known for? Whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All these sissies around here drink Mocha, uh, Ultra. I'll have some not here. You got <laughs> Michelob Ultra at your place? We will because it, start, it, it took over Bud Light after their issue. But you realize the same is the same brewer. Yeah, that's, I know. That's, but that's I don't. Or they went to Corona, which is also an Anheuser-Busch product. Like, come on, people! <laughs> if you're going to boycott them, boycott them. Go to Miller Lite or something. At least it's a different company. So, so I had a I had a guy one day. I was meeting him somewhere, and he goes, "Hey, you, what what do you drink?" And I said, "Coors." He's like, "Okay, all right." I think he, I thought he could handle that. He shows up and pops open his cooler, and it's all cowboy piss. Coors Light. Oh, Coors Light. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. I'm like, I and that I, I went on a whole tangent with him. I was like, I was like out there yelling at him. You guys, I move here all the way across country. You guys are no. You even have songs called Tennessee Whiskey, and you a bunch of sissies all drinking light beer out here. Yeah, as, as I know, we're do, while we're doing this interview, Bob's slugging on a Bush Light. He is. That's my weight loss beer. <laughs> Well, I want you guys both to know, I, I love both of you guys. I enjoy the friendship, and I appreciate you both very, very much. We appreciate you, David. This is, yeah. I enjoy Thank talking. You. Thank you. See, see you in two weeks. Yep, we'll see you. Bye.